Well, hello there, and welcome to the Listening Well podcast. I'm Stephanie, your host, and today I am speaking to a Marie Kondo practitioner, Dana Wolf. Now, this podcast, as we know, explores different facets of wellness, but I had to get her on because this idea of organization and letting go of items of the past is one that I personally struggle with, and I know many other people do too. Since moving to Singapore from Vienna, she has explored not just the Marie Kondo method, but is also a feng shui practitioner as well. So obviously the state of her environment is very important to her own well-being. And she has said that learning the KonMarie method by Marie Kondo has taught her so much, it even changed her life. Enjoy this episode with me and Dana on the KonMarie method by Marie Kondo. Welcome, Dana. Nice to have you on the podcast. And, you know, this is a wellness podcast, as you know. So I do bring in practitioners and experts that work with the physical aspects of wellness, maybe the mental aspects of wellness, sometimes even the spiritual aspect of our well-being. But I have always been interested in well-being as an external means, like the nature of your environment and where you live and how you live, how organized you are, that is an aspect to well-being as well. I don't overlook that. And so I had to have you on the podcast as a Marie Kondo practitioner and also a feng shui practitioner as well. So you're all about the environment. So welcome. So happy to have you here. Thank you, Stephanie. I'm very happy to be here too. Mm. So what brought you on this journey? Um, it was Singapore. So um, I am. I was born in Taiwan. I grew up in Austria. So in Europe, you have relatively bigger housings, and in Singapore, it's relatively small in comparison to many parts of this world. And I have small kids, and then how many kids? Four. Four. <laughs> oh my gosh! No wonder why you got into this whole modality of Marie <laughs> yes. Kondo. What? Yes. So I have the whole range from teenager to toddler. I have three boys. The youngest is a girl. So I have all the different kind of clothes and different kind of uh, toys. And then COVID hit, and we were all stuck in uh, our homes. And um, and I didn't feel comfortable because, like many people, we were stuck with seven people in this relatively small apartment. And then I did the research and I bought um, books and, yeah, I, I was just don't feel comfortable. And then I came along the Marie Kondo book, The Life-Changing Method of Tidying Up. And it was really life-changing for me. At the beginning, I thought, okay, whatever, it's like all... All these books, you know, you can read it and you put it away. And because it was COVID, right, you have nothing else to do. So I was just trying it out and it helped me enormously. So I thought, oh, my God, this is really working. And then, um, yeah, I did all my stuff at home and I really reduced, I don't know, 50% of all our stuff. And then um, somehow I Googled again and um, there was a certification process 
for Marie Kondo Future Consultants coming up. And I said, okay, I want to do this and I want to help other families uh, to declutter in a very, how to say, in a very holistic way. I mean, it's it's all about spark joy. This mm-hmm. is the main question from Marie Kondo, right? It's her trademark almost, is yes, it not? Yes, 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 yes. Mm. So it's, um, it's about what you really want in life. And it's not about your belongings. It's also about your relationship. It's how you want to live your life. So let's say you have toxic relationships, so you don't want to have them anymore in your life, right? So you just get rid of them because it makes you happier and more joyful in your life. So it's all about how you want to live your life. You talk about reducing your stuff 50%, right? Okay, so is the essence of Marie Kondo about the decluttering or is it more about organizing your clutter in an in a organized way, you know? Because I look at my things now and actually I had a friend over the other day and I sort of have all my body products and supplements out. I just recently moved and I don't have a drawer for it just yet. But I had all of them out and she was like, uh, Steph, you know, there's like 200 individual bottles or items here, right? And I was like, no, there's like 50. But then she started counting and lo and behold, there were like 192 <laughs> separate things, all of which I feel I actually need, you know, because I look at every one of them and I'm like, yeah, well, this is like a different, you know, it's for a different purpose. Like I will need it sometime, right? Um, And, you know, and again, like I just mentioned, I recently moved and I felt like I did a good job at decluttering my wardrobe. I think I gave away like one box worth of clothes out of maybe 10. So I don't think I did as much as I could have, Mm -hmm. but... I find it very difficult to say goodbye to things. Yeah, I think you definitely not need 192 products. <laughs> I like, you know, I mean, a lot of them are supplements. It's like I've got a little pharmacy for a different... Yeah, but I, I, I know, I know. And it's almost like I take refuge in having more stuff in a way. Like, it makes me feel comfortable perhaps mm-hmm. like okay i've i'm prepared i'm whenever i need something i've got it i can just pull it out of my you know stash yes so i think it's also about letting go it's a learning to let go of things and i'm pretty sure you really don't need all these products so how it works if i go to your home it would be like okay it's you said it's a it's makeup products. They're not really makeup products. It's more like cosmetics, cosmetics, like serums and lotions, and mostly, you know, like hair oils and and, and you know and 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 supplements are the big one. I have like a pharmacy of supplements, which for me, I, I feel it's 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 necessary because it's part of my health regime. Mm-hmm. I don't take all the supplements at the same time, but rather I administer supplements depending on my diet, depending on how I feel. So that's kind of a whole nother thing. But yeah, I was shocked when she actually counted and there were almost 200 oh. separate bottles, you know? Okay. Then we just talk about your supplements first. So let's, it would be like this. I will come to your home 
And um, we would take, if you just want to focus on your supplements, we would take out all the supplements from your whole house. So normally, people have supplements in the kitchen, in another drawer, in the living room. So it's all around the house. But we would put all together, let's say, from all different three, four rooms where you all have the stuff, put it on a table, and we will go through one by one. And then it will come the question, does it spark joy to you? That means, I mean, this is a very general question for many people, but that means, um, will you buy it again? Or, um, yes, I want it. Oh, no, it's expired. Or something like this. So there are many questions you can ask yourself if you really need it. And then, I don't know, one third, I think, will be gone. Mm. And then afterwards, we will categorize it, let's say, for the nails, for the hair, for your skin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you will put it back, let's say, in one cupboard and not in three different rooms. So you will know in the future... This is the cupboard where all have my supplements. Mm. And then you don't need to look for them anymore. So it will save your time. It will save your mental health. Because if you're looking for something, even if it's just the key every minute of the day, every day, I mean, it's it sums up, right? So it's just a way how you want to live your life. Yeah, the spark joy thing is kind of her trademark, right? Like yes. this is spark joy. It's kind of become a common saying for yes. many people. Can you define the flavor of what this joy is? Like, because I feel like when I look at a piece of clothing, for example, and I ask myself, does this spark joy? I try to find a reason for it to be joyful. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I keep it because I go... You know, I don't wear this every day, but one day for maybe this occasion or this party or whatever, I'm going to need it. So it sparks joy for me in that regard. Is that not what sparking joy is? Like making excuses? Okay, making excuses maybe not the right strategy. But okay, I tell you again how it will work with your clothes. So I assume many people in Singapore has winter clothes, summer clothes, mm. autumn clothes, going to Japan, going back to Europe, wherever. So you put all the things together from the, all your clothes from your whole home, put it, let's say, on the bed, and then uh, you start to declutter. You take it piece by piece, even if you have a mountain of clothes on your bed, so it takes quite a bit. Let's say you need to take about three hours for this. And then the number one thing, you need to commit that you want to declutter. That means you put it on your calendar. Let's say Saturday from one to four. This is your time for your wardrobe. Then um, you go through it. And, and some people need to hack it. Some people need hug it. Yeah, hug the clothes. Yes. Wow, it reminds me of Carrie Bradshaw from Sex and <laughs> the City. You know, she really has a lot of joy for her clothes, yes. but she's got like thousands of pieces. Like, would it be possible for Carrie Bradshaw to, of course, Marie Kondo her wardrobe? Of I don't course. know. Oh my of gosh. Course. So uh, okay, sorry. So hug. So hug <laughs> each article of clothing. If you need to do this, not everyone need to do this, but some. I mean, somehow it will could help you. Then you get this feeling in your body. Uh, um, is this a good feeling? Is this not a good feeling? And even then, if you cannot decide, 
Then you ask the question, what happened if I don't have this black dress in my wardrobe? Is this okay for me? Or would I buy it again? Or, or no? I think that's the big question. Would I buy it again? Because a lot of the times you keep stuff for a decade because at that moment in life, it reminds you of a certain style that you were wearing, right? Like it just, it's like a memory of the old you. Like I used to have a lot of um, very goddessy clothes. Like I was very like, you know, into that spiritual world and like skirts and there's just a, there's a different vibe, right? I still like it, mm -hmm. but I also sense that like identity shifting and, you know, maybe I don't feel myself in those clothings anymore. Maybe it's style is changing. So you have to like own up to that as well, right? Yes. So tidying up, it's about being in the moment. So you, it was your old you, right? But I understand it is really important to you. So you just choose, let's say, five pieces from your older days where you still have a lot of memories and nice memories. And you just put it in a nice uh, box and put it I don't know, at the back of your wardrobe. So it's not there for your daily usage. Mm. So you have more space then. And if you one day wants to get into your memories, you just open the box and, oh, okay, you know. Mm. Okay. So how is your wardrobe organized? I organize it by rainbow colors. Okay. So color coordinated. Yes. Because I love it. And it reminds me how many black dresses I had. So when I did my recondo in my uh, wardrobe, I realized I had, I don't know, 20 black dresses. And every time I went shopping, I went to the section with the black dress. So then I realized I have too many. Nobody is wearing so many black dresses. And of course, this was um, back then in my corporate world job. So I just owned so many black dresses because of my job. Uh, but It makes me happy to wear a black dress. I don't know why. I just have something with black dresses. But now, if I go shopping, I will not go to the section to the, for the black dresses anymore because I know what I have now and I don't need the furtive black dress. So I go more into the colorful dresses mm -hmm. section now because mm -hmm. Singapore is warm, it's summer and I got so many ideas from my clients because I had another client, she just has so many colorful dresses and I said, oh, if you open the wardrobe every morning and you see all these colors organized in rainbow colors, it's just a few seconds which sparks joy for you for this day and the same for my bookshelf. I organize it also with uh, about the, the rainbow colors. And so if I open the door, I see my bookshelf. Oh, this is so beautiful. So it's just maybe three seconds every day. Mm. So just to be in the present, mm. just for three seconds. And yeah. just look at it, how, how nice it looks like. Yeah, there's a like a psychological effect on the body as well when you wear like yellow, for example, There's this like brightness and outward expression that you feel, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, I just think about my Chinese mother yeah. and she actually doesn't hoard too much. I think she's gotten better, but I do know that generally there's this hoarding that happens among 
a few uh, Chinese cultures. I'm, I'm not generalizing right now, yes, but yes. I'm saying this as a Chinese person myself. Like yeah. I've seen it happen and it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Why do you think people hoard? I think um, it's really hard for many people to let go. For, except, uh, for example, for these, for your mom's generation, I mean, my parents are the same. They, they didn't have a lot. It was about surviving, right? And now then just collect everything and, and just be happy that they have a better life now. Mm. But uh, I also had a client, she was a hoarder. So she was in therapy and it really affected her marriage and her family life. So um, I went to her house and I knew that I need to do a lot of breaks with her because it was so energy draining for her. And she had the feeling she cannot do it. But uh, with a lot of breaks and she needs to breathe a lot and she managed it. And she was so, so happy that she made it and her husband was yeah, totally, uh, totally happy because they went together to therapy because of this issue. Wow, because she couldn't get rid of no, some of the couldn't. old items. Yes, and she couldn't see if it's messy. This is another point. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, because for some people, when there are so many things around the room, it's almost like a comfort blanket, right? Mm. Like, uh, at least that's what I get. I used to be that way as well with my room and I'd get all these artifacts and I think I still have a lot of stuff in my room, if I'm honest. But um, yeah, I, I'm trying to understand what this letting go process is all about still to this day, especially with my clothes. What I'm doing right now is I'm just not buying many new things. Yes, but I understand too. You are a woman. You like to go shopping from time to time, right? <laughs> I mean, trust me, if I had the expendable cash, <laughs> it wouldn't be getting a cook. It wouldn't be, you know, anything like that. It would be paying someone to dress me. Hmm. Literally to decide what I wear every day, what I wear for every occasion. For me, getting dressed is like such a mission, especially because sometimes my work requires me to dress like mm-hmm. up and dress in certain ways that aren't familiar to me. And so it's actually very stressful. Okay. So yeah, if I could just have, if I could maybe one day, knock on wood, <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Amazing. So I'm fresh into a move, right? Um, if you were to send me home right now, would you ask me to hug my clothes, like what would you, what tips would you give me to okay. sort of start this process? So the Marie Kondo method, it has a special order how you should start. So the number one is um, clothes. Then you go over to books, papers, miscellaneous. That means kitchen, bathroom stuff. And the last one are sentimentals. So there's a reason why she's doing it from the easiest to the hardest. So when you start with decluttering your wardrobe, decluttering your socks or whatever, it's much, much easier than do family photos, for example, or wedding gifts or whatever, you know? So so you learn with the process to let go. And then you can start with that. So you go home, you put in your calendar three hours, let's say this Sunday, you find your three hours, And then you put all your clothes together from your whole house and put it on your bed. And then you start the spark joy questions. And if you are finished with this, um, 
you can do the Marie Kondo folding way, which... Okay, so I was going to ask, so it's not just about organization, right? It's about how you fold your clothes yes. as well. Yes. And then how, and then that determines how you place those folded clothes in the drawer in a way that is very visually appealing. Yes. Very easy to access. Yeah, I learned a way to fold my underwear. Oh. That sort of looks like little pockets, you know, uh-huh. so you fold them in and then it's sort of like a little, uh, like, panty dumpling. You know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just like these little, it's like a, they're nicely folded, mm-hmm. right? So I learned that the other day. But the thing is, well, not the other day, the other year. So I've started doing that. So my underwear is just not just like, you know, it's like a bomb went off into my into my drawer, mm-hmm. but it's about now, I'm, but then I fold it. I go through the effort of folding it, but then I just dump it kind of in where that part is. I don't actually organize after that. Okay, you could do it. And it's you open your wardrobe or your drawer or wherever your underwear are, then, um, and you have it, I mean, Marie Kondo has a lot of boxes. Boxes, right? Boxes. Mm. So the boxes are important to put the underwear or whatever, your pullovers, whatever, vertical into the boxes. That you can see it. Every single underwear. Like there's no underwear on top of another underwear. Correct. Right? You want to see everything. You want to see everything because you want to see what you have. Mm. And you don't need, I think, 100 underwear panties, I think. Maybe not. So, where, so these boxes, right? Um, you can get them from Muji. You can get it very cheap from Daiso. Two dollars. Two dollars. And they're but they're not they're not um, deep, right? They're quite shallow boxes. It depends what kind of clothes you want to put in. Okay, let's say uh, underwear, bras, and socks. Okay, so underwear. It depends how many you have. Which mm. fabric? So let's say cotton, it's really easy to fold and put in. If you have um, silk one, it's very thin, right? So you need to have the proper boxes or a proper drawer. And if you don't want to buy boxes, it's also fine. Then you just put some dividers in your uh, drawers. And for socks, remember, never do the dumpling film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. of the rubber. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. So you 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 put one sock into the other and then flatten it out. That's no. How, oh, how do you fold socks? You just put one against one and then you roll it, so you will not damage the rubber. So with time, the the, the socks, the the rubber will be very loose, right? Mm. And Rami Kondo, it's about being in the present. Be very grateful what you have. Be even grateful for your black socks. And for uh, brass, for example, it depends also what kind of brass you have. Let's say you have brass with uh, uh, some patterns inside. You don't want to destroy this, right? So you will just put it each... Flat. Yes. Yeah. But let's say sports bra with no pads inside, mm. you can also roll them or put them half into half and put it inside. So it depends what kind of clothes you have. And she always said folding, it's like meditation, so you just be very grateful what you have. And you can also learn, don't buy the cheap, cheap stuff. So be grateful what you have. Let's say buy a little bit more expensive in the future, but just have less because you really don't need so many stuff in your life. 
Mm. And this will also declutter your mind, declutter your life in general. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine like when you are present folding, you know, you can also think about the people who made the clothes, the, the cotton that, you mm. know, the people that source the cotton, the, the factory workers, you know, just like where your food came from. Yes. This is where your clothes came from, right? But I really like that. Less is more. Yes. Quality over quantity. Yes. But I, as I said, I also understand many women especially likes to go shopping. But you can still go shopping. It's just how you shop. So let's say you did a Marie Kondo of your wardrobe and you can make a list. Let's say, oh, I realize I have five white t-shirts, let's say, and they are brownish, they have some holes. I, I would just donate them, let's say. And then next time, you know, oh, I go to wherever I need white t-shirts. So you need a white t-shirt because you still need it, right? So uh, you know what to buy and not just randomly go somewhere. Oh, I want to go shopping and buy anything, you know? If mm. you will, I mean, I mean, shopping is fun, right? As a woman, you like shopping. I like it too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. How does a Marie Kondo consultation work? Does someone come in and do all the work for you? No. Oh, <laughs> no I was going to say, I was going to say, like, I could use a little bit of that. No, no, no. So if someone will ask me to come to their home, I will be together with this person for at least three hours. And we just do that person's stuff. Never do the husbands, the wives. You need to start with your own. You need to know for yourself first what you want in life. And then you can think about to do it for your kids because they are maybe too small. But never do it for your husband because he could be quite upset if you throw away things which are very important for him, right? So always start with yourself. It's like meditation, right? You start with yourself, you know yourself better, and then you start with other people. Mm. And then only if your husband wants to declutter his life, then, then he'll get on board. Yes. Okay. So you can... You can't force anyone to do this. Mm. Why three hours? Is that, that seems like a long time. Because you need to try to finish one category. Because I will not leave the house if you're just in the middle of something. Because you don't have this, um, this effect that, oh, I, I, I did it, I made it. And I'm inspired to go further. So if you are just getting all the clothes together and say, oh, hi, I need to buy, uh, go now, one hour is uh, over, I would never do this. So I want that the clients are really happy after I left. I mean, I have to say they will be very tired because it's really, really energy draining mm. to get through, of course, their past. As you said, the clothes are a lot of about our, our past and that we outgrew our past, outgrew our our life a bit. And now we want to have this life with this clothes. I mean, it's more than just decluttering. Mm, right. And then what happens or what changes have you seen in yourself, in your clients from embarking on this method? They were so, so relieved and they feel like the heaviness on the shoulders were gone. Because many people are like, oh, I need to do my wardrobe, I need to do my kitchen. But to do it 
actually it's really hard for them. So sometimes I don't do much to help them. I'm just standing beside them and ask them questions. Even I don't need to ask them questions. They just need to have this little push that someone is beside them and helping through this process. And for me, of course, I have a lot more space in my home with four kids. And I just feel more at home. I feel more grounded. I feel more, I don't know, uh, just more comfortable in my home. Just come home and say, oh, I feel I'm home now. Can you give any tips for my listeners who have kids and mm. you have four kids? Yeah. The disaster that can, <laughs> you know, the explosion of mess that can be in your home is a real situation, right? Yes. Do you have any tips for the mothers out there? I have to say leading by example is the best thing. You cannot force anyone, right? You can educate them, but, you know, most of the kids, if they're listening or not, is depending, right? And here in Singapore, it's the special issue with helpers. So most of the helpers will do the stuff for the kids. It depends on the families. So um, I, in our home, I mean, I think it's quite organized. This, they see, they feel it. And I remember that my son went to a play date and he came home and he just said, you know, mama, the, the room was so messy. So they, they already get this feeling what it means messy and organized. So this helps already, you know. Mm -hmm. If you cannot see it in, when they are getting older, then you have a problem. But now they already can sense it. And I, of course, they need to do a little bit of housework, even with a helper in our house. But it's hard with a helper, I have to admit it. Of course. Yes. So leading by example, I think this is the best way. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast, Dana. I mean, this has inspired me to want to declutter my life a little bit and just to see what changes that would ripple out. It's weird, though. I'm scared to do it. I have this nervous <laughs> like resistance yeah. to, to do it. It is a brave journey. And I think it's pertinent that you said, like, you just have to be ready. You have to want to. Yes. It's like when you're checking yourself into rehab or something, right? You want, you have to want to yourself, right? Yes. It's like, okay, obviously it's a very different example. We're just talking about organization here. <laughs> but I can imagine it's the same thing, right? Like you have to want to be ready to declutter your life and let go of things and yes. to say goodbye to the old you. Yes. So you need to commit to it. If not, it's not possible. Okay, well. We live close to each other, right? <laughs> so I'll give you a call yeah. next time. Thank you so much, Dana. Well, that was an interesting conversation. I'll definitely ping her when I feel ready to let go of the items that I find quite hard to let go. I mean, when it comes to your products, especially, you know, when you think you need certain things, but... If you ask yourself, maybe you don't actually need these items. Well, if you have any questions, I have attached Dana's website in the show notes, angialiving.com. That is the name of her consultation agency. Anjia actually means quiet home in Chinese. So that's where she got her inspiration. 
She offers workshops as well to yourself, to perhaps your helper if you have one at home. And she even offers her feng shui services as well through her website. So if you're feeling called to declutter your life, to bring a little more organization, a little more structure into your home and perhaps into the rest of your life, ping Dana for more info. Till then, I will see you in the next episode.